Hello everyone, how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 2 of the iGear Tech and Travel podcast. It's absolutely fantastic of you to come back for another show. Um, we'd really appreciate the feedback given on our inaugural podcast, uh, if that's what you want to say, uh, about two weeks ago when we had a guest called uh, Mo. Most of you knew him as, or know him as, Mquan. We had fantastic feedback all of our podcasts are available on iTunes and we all know iTunes isn't uh, to everyone's liking at times, including myself, uh, and hence the reason why our podcasts are also on SoundCloud. Um, so please do uh, download or view them as to whichever way uh, you prefer them. And we also love feedback. So if you could take a few seconds out of your precious time and uh, Leave us feedback on iTunes or SoundCloud. That would be absolutely fantastic. This week is a solo show. Um, I wasn't able to get uh, many guests on uh, simply because of the fact that Aoife was on. Uh, most of the tech uh, guests were travelling this week, so hopefully for the next show we'll get someone on. Uh, but do not worry, we have tons of things to cover in this show um, a lot has happened uh, since the last podcast and I'd like to share some of that stuff with you. Um, right after the first podcast, a few days and after it, um, uh, I got invited to a talk down in London. It was a Wearables London, um, that was the name of the event, it was a show and uh, they asked me to speak on stage and we also managed to get uh, a stand at the show as well. Um, and uh, it went pretty well. And if you want to see the full talk um, that I done, that can be viewed on the YouTube channel. So it's youtube.com forward slash iGear, and you can take a look as to what was said. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was travelling, um, and guess what that involved? It involved me taking some tech down, and. Uh, I like to give you the idea of what kind of stuff um, that I did take down with me and um, if I missed something out. And just before this trip, I managed to get a really good deal on a Microsoft Surface tablet. It was the Microsoft Surface RT and it was at an unbelievable price and I picked a few up for friends and family at the same time. And uh, brand new. And I took one of them down, and I'm kind of glad because the presentation that I was doing was compiled in Keynote on Mac. And just uh, a day before, I was told that I would need to transfer it onto a USB into PowerPoint format. So just as well, I took the, took the Surface RT with me, and uh, also took the MacBook Air with me. And I kind of redone the presentation on the Surface RT on the way as when I converted it from Keynote to PowerPoint on the Mac, it didn't transfer all the, the data. Uh, so I had a kind of a funky Keynote slide on Keynote. And by the time it was transferred over to PowerPoint using the export option, um, some of the data just kind of lost uh, so I thought I'd redo it on the way on, on on Windows just to be on the safe side rather than tinking around. And since I had the kind of 
the structure in place. It was really just kind of retyping it all out, which was not too much of an inconvenience. Uh, we only had seven hours to travel in, so plenty of time there. Um, but in terms of the, t- the stuff that I took, I took the RT, took the MacBook Air, iPhone, of course, um, had the iPad, um, and of course you've got your Anchor power chargers and so on. Um, we did hire a car out, so in terms of charging and battery packs and stuff, most of these new modern cars do have a USB port built in, so you can charge your devices on the go. Um, but th- that was it really. I mean, I think I could have possibly done without the MacBook Air um, simply on this trip, but I, I wanted to take it down just in case if um, uh, if there was something wrong with the keynote speech, I guess. Um, all in all, really successful uh, event. Um, it was a great speaking at the event. It was our first one that we've done so far. We've done quite a few exhibitions um, and, you know, the normal demoing and stuff. But this was something really, really cool. Um, and to have a dedicated uh, audience, which is um, made up of uh, a nice kind of wearable tech focus. Uh, so you've got your researchers, you've got your engineers, you've got investors, you've got uh, just the kind of curious um, person to see what's going on. And because the actual venue was um, one of these uh, new startup um, hubs, so there's various different things going on within the venue, different halls, different um, kind of exhibits, if you want to say. Um, so at the same time, there was another event taking place, um, which was to do with uh, startups. Um, so you pitch your idea. Um, so some of the audience kind of made its way uh, into our event um, after theirs finished. So it was a really nice uh, um, nice trip to London. Um, and there's been a few stories since uh, since the last show as well. There's more recently there was a uh, a travel related story which was um, quite horrendous to actually read up on, which was Travel Lodge. And the Travel Lodge is a, a budget hotel for those of you who aren't familiar with the the UK market. I believe it's uh, also they might have a few other um, countries where they're based, but primarily it is the UK. It's a budget hotel. You can get rooms for fifteen or twenty pound, um, uh, which is roughly what thirty dollars, twenty seven, twenty eight dollars. And uh, a woman who was staying there found a a a camera in one of the 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 vents for the air conditioning. Obviously, that was quite horrendous to for that to happen, um, but it is not surprising given given the the pricing of the room, the lack of maintain, you know, the repairs, maintenance, uh, housekeeping. Um, I mean, I've stayed there a few times myself, and it is really the budget of budget hotels, and uh, there is no real proper structure. And given the price point they're giving the rooms at, um, uh, there is no surprise there. So it's not identified yet how this webcam or camera got in. Apparently, it was one of those USB ones, so it was attached to some sort of PowerPoint in order for the camera to be active at all times. And what kind of makes it worse, it was actually situated in the toilet. Um, so I, ho- I do hope uh, they get to bottom, get to the bottom of this. And uh, another story I read, which is kind of related, is uh, hotel carpets. Um, and this makes sense. 
the article was on why are hotel carpets so strange and weird um, in terms of design uh, and the answer is simply that they just want it for durability so the more messy it is the more likely it is that marks and uh, wear and tear won't show um, so it's actually quite smart because obviously um, you, you see these at uh, hotels all over uh, you walk into the room and you're like wow that is a nice carpet it's got this nice funky design uh, but what you, what you don't realise is it's because it's to cover up the, the dirty footprints your shoes and so on uh, and just so like uh, again marks don't show up and this um, kind of last story in terms of um, travel is concerned uh, is airport security um, funding is to be increased by 2022 almost 1.8 billion on automated security so that's the security when you go into an airport you give your boarding passes and then you are walking through these scanners at present they're actually manned by by staff um but the, what um airports are now looking at is automating everything so there's staff there'll be one or two people behind the scene somewhere and um, but they won't be visible as they currently are and the idea is it's all automated um, and the reason why they're doing this is because just to save time wait times if you think and look at the current situation in terms of boarding passes um, and when you arrive at your destination uh, going through immigration you've got these e-gates uh, they're not manned anymore it's just a case of scanning your boarding card and your passport and off you go yes given they are today I mean I've experienced it myself they're not that accurate and they do have the traditional if that's what you want to call it manned areas as well as these electronic gates um, but uh, you can only imagine over the next few years the, the demand stations are going to phase out and e-gates are going to take over and um, one of the reasons that is done is to save money of course and cut the wait times and it kind of only makes sense I suppose um, if the security is uh, going to be going the same way and actually on the same note there was uh, another story where staff in Hong Kong, security staff in Hong Kong were who were on duty but were sleeping and <laughs> pictures and videos came and it just goes to show that uh, you know despite it being such a big airport such you know it's famous for travel and uh, from a security point of view it was awful and that is just only one airport that was came under scrutiny with evidence there will be others uh, sadly um, so you can kind of see from a security point of view uh, from a time point of view and uh, just general savings for airports that will be the next um, big thing come 2020 moving on to the tech segment a lot has happened I actually done the podcast um, two days ago and as I was about to upload the podcast um, critical uh, information broke out on the upcoming Apple event on the 9th of September which is this coming Wednesday and I was thinking should I upload this podcast um, but since I don't since I intend to do this every two weeks I thought I would just redo the podcast um, uh, and kind of uh, focus on the the updated information that was released and that was really 
Um, Nine to Five Mac came out with uh, again once again they just blow the um, water out when it comes to leaking details and it is pretty much always bang on accurate. So what's happening on the 9th of September? New iPhones, uh, that's the 6 Plus, 6 Plus S. I really don't know if they're going to call it the 6 Plus S because it's too long of a name. Um, there's actually a campaign out. A marketing company is uh, putting out billboards and all these signs uh, saying, Dear Apple, please call it the iPhone 7. You can kind of see why, maybe for the bigger phone, the 6 Plus S, because it's just too long-winded. Um but in terms of what's expected, 4K cameras, speed bump um, in terms of RAM on the device and the processor, iOS 9 uh, will obviously be released and you'll also have Force Touch. The only thing that excites me about the upcoming iPhone is the 4K camera. I think I'll be skipping out on this. Um, I don't normally tend to go for the S upgrades. Um, I'll probably be out on the next generation iPhones. Um, but I think I'm more excited about iOS 9, which I haven't tried um, so far. Um, it looks great. Um, I tend to try the OS 10 public betas um, or the developer builds. Um, but that, the iPhone is something that I carry about with me day in and day out. And I've got a few crucial uh, apps on there that I have to use. Um, so I don't give um, any kind of testing uh, softwares uh, to the the iPhone but iOS 9 will most probably see a um, GM build on the day so 9th of September expect like the final build um, developer builds uh, and that is really the, the build um, so a week from the 9th of September will be the official launch um, of iOS 9 so I can't wait for that, some of the features on there uh, look phenomenal Apple TV is also going to be released um, There's talk, there was talk about 4K uh, streaming on there sadly no um, I really was hoping for 4K streaming simply because the iPhone's got 4K um, cameras and Netflix have recently begun experimenting with um, 4K streaming as well and the Apple TV has always kind of remained Apple's hobby it's not been updated for some time it's generally been the same look feel so it would have been nice to have that immediate oomph in terms of uh, quality um, I think more significant to the Apple TV is an app store for it um, that sounds really cool and you can only imagine what where Apple's heading with this. Uh, home automation comes in straight away. Um, you know, it's all about the home being automated now. You've got a variety of different things from light bulbs to doorbells to your heating uh, all being controlled. So could the Apple TV at some point be the hub of all your devices in the house? So picture yourself, you're in the kitchen, You've got a plasma TV hooked up uh, in there and you can see the moment someone rings your doorbell, your Apple TV notifies you. It gives you a live view shot of who's at the door. Um, you know, with Siri integrated, again, Siri is going to be one of the features as well on the new Apple TV. You can say, 
Siri, turn off my heating. Siri, put the hot water on. Um, and it does it for you. Um, there is some great potential in this, and I'm sure uh, Apple will be exploring this once uh, this is launched and once developers start getting um, a hang of the code and start bringing these cool apps out. There's a few things happening with the Apple Watch as well, new bands and so on. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much simply, it's just not into Apple Watches. It's not really an Apple Watch orientated event, but there will be a few accessories, a few bands that are released um, for you Apple Watch users out there. And last but uh, not least, uh, surprisingly, iPad Pro is also going to be announced. This is quite strange for Apple to introduce three major products in the one event. September is traditionally iPhones and iPods only. Um, so it is very surprising they're bringing out the iPad Pro in October uh, going back in a few years, Apple traditionally holds uh, an October event in which they announce new Macs and new iPads. And this event, uh, iPad Pro and an iPad Mini is also confirmed. Now, the iPhone uh, warrants an event in itself. You know, there's no question about it. But to have two other major product announcements, um, iPad Pro, an entirely new device, Apple TV, significant, you know, new upgrades. Um, and for that, for them to cram these three devices into September makes me think they're probably not going to have an October event. I think October is just going to be a quiet um, announcement of updated Mac Pros and the 21.5 inch iMacs. Um, I think that is going to be you know, kept hush-hush and it'll just be one of those things you wake up in the morning and you see Apple's website is down and after a few hours, you know, new Macs are there. Or heck, it's probably not even going to go down because it's just going to be updated um, and uh, new devices will be there. For them to cram these three things in, um, or four things if you count the iPad mini, um, I think it's safe to say they will be will not be uh, an October event. This will be Apple's holiday lineup. The iPad Pro, you're thinking, what's it going to feature? Interesting. Uh, the iPad Pro is not going to have OS X. Most probably, I can put my bets on it. It's uh, it will just ruin the interface. I, I can't see Apple going down that route. Um. And I'll come back onto this because there's kind of two edges to it, but Apple's way is basically a device that suits each scenario best. If it's touch, keep it to touch. Don't you know mix cursors and so on inside. Uh, whereas the Surface, Microsoft, they have a completely different angle to it. Um, both are particularly good in what they do, and I'll, and I'll come back to this. So the iPad Pro have a bigger screen, uh, obviously, 12 inches is rumoured. It will come with a stylus, um, a USB slot, uh, port possibly, and um, it will have a November launch. So although it's announced um, on Wednesday, on the coming Wednesday, 9th of September, it won't be launched until November, simply because it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, developers need time to work on these apps, so... Once it's introduced next week, 
developers get the software and codes and all that so they can port their apps over and start you know um, testing their apps for the November launch um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the iPad segment um, Apple has recently signed uh, a few, good few deals with Cisco and IBM uh, specifically for the enterprise market iPad sales and tablet sales in general are going towards the ground um, I say going towards the ground but the you know the percentage of sales and unit shifting um, are slowing so will the iPad Pro have some sort of an impact maybe in the, in the enterprise market um, so there's a lot of things that are happening on Wednesday and a lot of stuff has leaked and this leaked stuff is, is pretty accurate judging by the past and it's going to be exciting there will be a live uh, video stream to the event uh, if you want to tune in. Um, kind of going back on to the start when I, uh, when I said I managed to pick up a Surface RT, um, I've had really good experiences with it. I know when it launched, um, it wasn't uh, greeted uh, too well. In fact, uh, Microsoft lost uh, almost $900 million on it. They had to write it off uh, on the Surface RT alone. Um, but since then, since the Surface 3 was launched this year, the Surface 3 Pro, which was launched last year, that's been a huge hit. Um, they've they've actually turned it into a profit. Uh, and the Surface 4 is rumoured to be coming out in October. Uh, Intel has just launched Skylake processors at IFA. Um, Microsoft is rumoured to widely be using the new Skylake processors. And if they are... Uh, which is most probable, then these Surface upcoming Surface 4 tablets are going to be phenomenal. Um, in terms of spec, uh, they'll be a killer. My experiences with the Surface RT are generally positive. I'm loving the big screen. I'm loving the interface. I'm loving the build quality, uh, the crispness. Um, given that this is a 2012 device, RT, it is speedy um, when compared to, you know, um, an iPad, at least in my experience anyway. Um, the, the screen clarity is good. The options of having a USB port for when you need it. And yes, I have used it. Um, so that's really handy. Having the micro HDMI on the side as well is a huge benefit. You're not, you're not having to use other uh, accessories. Um, the fact that you can use a stylus, and you can use a stylus on the iPad as well, um, but the stylus works really nice with OneNote. Um, the fact that it's got the traditional desktop, um, I've used that a few times. Um, the only annoying thing is that you can't use the full Windows applications um, because it's the RT device and it's run by ARM, but the new surfaces, as you probably know, can run the full Windows. Um, but given what I paid for it, um, it was a no-brainer and I don't mind the fact that you can't use Windows applications on it or the full suite of Windows applications but you still have your traditional desktop so you can put in a USB drive and copy your films over, your files over um, and do things with it uh, and I'm generally really, really, really happy with with the Surface RT and uh, the only thing I guess I miss is stuff like uh, the App Store um, although they have the main apps that I use, you know, Twitter, Facebook, 
um, you know, email and a few other major ones. Um, but it, uh, I would have liked to see maybe more browsers. Um, our shopping cart system would be nice to see that on there. Uh, and it's not really got any Windows 10 update yet. Um, there is talk of the Surface RT getting uh, a Windows 10 a partial update this month. You don't exactly know what it's going to be because um, the RT is as uh, an old device. Um, Microsoft are, are pretty much uh, EOLing it end of life uh, support. This will be prob- most probably be the last kind of update for it. Um, and given, yeah, they're on the fourth reiteration, uh, that's kind of a no-brainer on it. Uh, there's been a few other interesting things happening in the last uh, couple of days as well. The Apple Pay limit uh, in the UK has increased to £30. It used to be 20 now you can spend 30 Um, I've known of people to have used in excess of £100, I don't know how or why, uh, if that is possible, but it has happened. Um, because Apple Pay runs off the contactless system, um, which is basically a chip on your credit or debit card, which you tap on the reader, but that limit is only £20. It always has been £20 up until last week when it was raised to £30. And Apple Pay runs off the same mechanism. So how that was possible, um, I'm not sure, unless those transactions actually never went through, in which case the retailer most probably lost out. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of things... Uh, Next week is going to be very interesting to see how Apple, um, what they do with the iPhones. It's all kind of written what the one more thing will be. Um, will it be the Apple TV or the iPad Pro or will it be something else? Um, exciting times ahead. Let's see what happens for October, if anything. Let's see how Microsoft responds to um, the iPad Pro. Um, but as I go, um, I do want to point out an application uh, a, a really good travel application for your Mac called Travel Journal. And what I love about this app is the fact that the user interface is really iPad-like, really simple, nice, easy to use. And as the name suggests, it's just a journal for your uh, travel images. So you can, if when you take photos from your phone, you know what happens. You take photos and you forget about them. You don't go back to them. This way... At the end of every day, you can log it into this nice user interface, type up notes uh, and save them, and then you can easily refer back to them. It's available from the Mac App Store. I believe it's free, um, so give it a go. And yeah, thanks very much again for tuning in to this uh, episode. If you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, abuse, whatever it may be, uh, feel free to email us at info at iGear.com so you spell that A for Alpha, Y for Yankee E for Echo, G for Golf E for Echo, A for Alpha R for Romeo.com and uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions please do um, whether they're negative or positive any show suggestions if you want to be on the show um, feel free to do so and feel free to join us on Twitter as well We would really appreciate if you can leave us feedback on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, It will really help us. Thanks very much for tuning in. See you in the next episode. Cheers.